Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers here today. And if you're a mom watching online, happy Mother's Day to you as well. And what a wonderful time we had at Muffins with Mom. Those of you who came, wasn't that amazing? Thank you, Jim and the men's ministry who, who put those wonderful giveaways together. That was so much fun. Thank you. Um, thanks to all the ladies who helped in any way with that. And it was just so wonderful to spend that time together. So thank you. Also, I can't start this morning without saying Happy Mother's Day to my mother. She is in the house today. Mama, wave at everybody. Mama is a miracle, so many of you have heard her testimony, but her testimonies just keep on going, don't they, Mama? God just keeps moving and moving, and the testimonies keep coming. Um, but I'm really excited this morning because it is Mother's Day, and what a special time. What a special opportunity I have to share the word this morning with my church family. And I know Mother's Day can, can be so different for all of us, and it can be a really hard day for for some people, and you know, as I was praying about the message, the Lord gave me the uh, scripture, Psalms 147.3, and it says that he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. And so today, if you're struggling in any way this Mother's Day, maybe you lost your mother, or maybe it's just a hard time with your mom, I want to say to you today that God sees you, and he knows about you today on this Mother's Day, and he does heal those wounds, and he binds up the brokenhearted. Um, I've had the opportunity to share numerous times on Mother's Day, even here at um, Faith Assembly. And, you know, it's just kind of a time where you really have to hear from the Lord because, you know, there's so many directions you can take on Mother's Day and what you share. And a lot of my messages have kind of been general messages. But today I just kept feeling the Lord telling me how important it was that to take a look at whatever season we're in on Mother's Day and pour into a generation coming behind us. Amen? The things that we've learned, the things that God has shown us and taught us that we pour into a generation coming behind us. And today I'm going to do that with my message. And also I want to say, though, that I believe every point that the Lord has given me is for everybody in the house today. It not only applies to motherhood, but it applies to our life as a whole. So I ask that you open your heart to receive that in your life today. Keep your heart open. And I believe that we're going to grow together today as we dive into the Word of God. Um, also in my message today, I, I went ahead and warned my girls that I might embarrass them just a little bit because it was Mother's Day. So I have some photos that are integrated into my sermon that I want to share with you as I, as I um, run through my message today. But first of all, let's do something just a little bit fun because I know that you've probably heard these before, but I know that you mamas know some stuff. So I'm going to start by sharing something that... They say, Mama's taught us, and I want you to help me finish the sentence. Are you ready? Are you with me this morning? All right, here we go. If you don't stop crying your eyes out, I'm sorry, I said that wrong, and I'm a mama. If you don't stop crossing your eyes, right, you just wait until you're, that's right. When you get my age, you'll understand Shut the door. Do you think we live in a, because I said so, that's why. Make sure that you wear clean underwear in case, 
if everybody jumped off the bridge, would you jump too? Keep crying and I'm going to. Y'all were see, I told you mamas knew some stuff. Honey, money doesn't. Your room looks like a, a pigsty. <laughs> Mine said tornado, but hey, pigsty's even better. If I've told you once, I've told you twice. And there's also, I like this one. If I've told you once, I've told you a million times to stop exaggerating. I brought you into this world, and I will take you out. And the last one, one day you're going to have kids, and I hope that they're just like you. Amen. Mother's Day is so fun. I tell you, mamas know some stuff, don't they? I was reading one, and it said, hey, you keep messing around with that lawnmower and cut your toes off. Don't come running to me. Oh. What do you say? Oh, how funny is that? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful day. Father, thank you for Mother's Day. Thank you for our mothers. Thank you, God, for the gift of motherhood. Lord, I pray that you'd bless everyone in your house today. Father, I pray that, you know, the words you've given me, Lord, it is a message pouring into the generation behind me. But God, I pray today that every point that's spoken, every word that's said, God, meet somebody today right where they are. Let them hear a word that they need to hear, Father. And bless all the mothers in the house today as we dive into your word. And everybody said, amen. Today I want to talk just for a little while about a mother with a plan. A mother with a plan. And I, I think all mothers at some point feel like that they have a plan. Well, it's kind of like we have a plan at first, right? And then we realize here comes life, and we realize that our plans don't always work out. I've got a couple pictures up here I want to show you. This is Hannah. Look at her. Ain't she sweet? Ain't she sweet? And that's Jessica, and she had all that hair. Ain't she precious? I love looking at that. I had so much heartburn. Whew, Lord, have mercy. I'm telling you, I swilled milk. I had so much heartburn. I think we got it. That's Hannah. She had that white blonde hair and those blue eyes. And, honey, she was a 10-pound baby. Can the mama shout amen? Praise God. She was 10 pounds. Yes. Well, at this point, the babies are little, and I had a plan. Oh, I had a plan to be the perfect mom. You see, I was going to do it all. I read the mothering books on what to do and what not to do, and there's nothing wrong with that. You need to be prepared. But then the baby actually wakes up and begins to move around and have opinions of their own. And I realize in that moment that I'm like, what plan? I don't even know what I'm doing. Any moms ever had that moment? I think we as moms always feel like, though, that we need to have a plan. After all, we want to be super moms. We want to be the best moms that we can be. And when things don't go according to our plans, we can feel like maybe that we're a failure in the area of being a mom. But I want to remind you today that the truth is you won't be a super mom because you had a plan. Knowing that God has a plan for your life and knowing that God has a plan for your child's life and knowing that God must lead you every step of the way is the only way that you're going to be a super mom. Our key verse for today is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. And what does it say? He will direct our paths. He will direct our lives in motherhood, in the journey of life, in the seasons of life. As we trust in the Lord alone, he will lead and guide us. We may want to say, I know what is best. See, I don't understand any of this, and I am about to lose my mind. What do they say, up in here, up in here? <laughs> and don't act like the mamas haven't said that. But Proverbs 3 says to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make our paths straight. This verse is very much a part of being a mother. It's what it's all about. Trusting in God every minute, every second of every day. Every day with every decision in your family, we have to lean on Jesus. We have to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, not leaning on our own understanding, submitting completely to God. And he's going to lead us, and he's going to guide us. And when we trust God with all of our heart, not leaning on our own understanding, how many of you know in the midst of motherhood, in the midst of everyday life, we're going to have peace? Wonderful peace. Sweet peace that comes from the Lord. Sweet peace in our soul, sweet peace in our heart, that as we do our best, I want to trust you, Lord. I want to trust you, Lord. I don't want to lean on my own understanding with the chaos in my family. But God, I want your peace. Lord, I want to trust you. And we rest in his ability, not on our own. And in that, we have peace. So thankful. So thankful for the peace that only God can give. Mama's in the house today. You know that sweet peace? When you lay your head on the pillow at night and you've trusted in God with all of your heart and this sweet river of peace comes in to us mothers. We must be responsible for helping to lead our family, but when we have done what we know according to God's standards to be good, we rest in Jesus. Seasons come, and seasons go no matter the age. Look at them. Seasons come, and seasons go no matter the age. In our families, there will be seasons of growth. There will be seasons of crying. There will be seasons of laughing. There will be seasons of closeness. And then there'll be those seasons where you're like, who are these people? Who are these people? God says today that every season is not beautiful, but God makes everything beautiful in its time. Amen? Every season in our lives, it won't be beautiful, but the word for today is to keep trusting in the Lord, not on your own understanding, because every season is not beautiful, but God makes everything beautiful in its time. Ecclesiastes 3.11, God makes everything, everything beautiful in its time. You see, when we walk in our plan it's very easy for our blessings to seem like they're burdens. 
When we walk in our plan of life, it's very easy that our blessings can seem like burdens. When we walk in God's plan, though, it's very easy to see that we are blessed abundantly. I love to use that word abundantly when I'm talking about the things of the Lord because the Word of God says that He came that we wouldn't just have life, but He said, I have come that you might have life more abundantly. And so we've got to be careful when we're trying to walk out our plan. It's that very moment that everything God has blessed you with in your life can seem like a burden. He doesn't just bless us. He blesses us abundantly. It's not just life. It's life abundantly. There are changing seasons in our lives. And if we aren't careful, we can act as if our blessings are burdens. Marriages start with love at first sight. And they can easily become full of resentment, filled with each person, beginning only to focus on themselves, resulting in their relationship being a task instead of a blessing. A season ago when you were desperate for that job, but now your family has grown and it can seem like that job is a burden. Oh, it has the perfect pay, but now you feel that it's so tedious. Moms who longed for the day when their kids would just grow up, and now they're empty-nested and empty-hearted. You remember that house you prayed for with all the extra rooms and all the wonderful storage, and now all we can hear is your voice echoing with the fact that you have to clean it. We can truly say that circumstances change in life, and we've got to press out the lies of the devil. We've got to press out the demands of the devil and the demands of this world, and we've got to press into our blessing. We've got to press into our blessing because seasons come and seasons go. Circumstances will change in life, but we've got to guard against what God has given you becoming a burden. See, it started back in the Garden of Eden. Oh, how thankful Adam was for Eve until his season wasn't so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's that woman you gave me. It's all her fault. Well, was she a blessing or was she a burden? Did she become a burden because his season wasn't so beautiful? Did she become a burden because the season wasn't so beautiful? How about the nation of Israel? See, they were traveling in the desert, having recently been delivered from slave masters in Egypt. And during the season, they had seen the miracles of God. Raise your hand if you've seen the miracles of God in your life. You've seen the blessings of God in your life. They had seen the miracles of God. They had seen the blessings of God. These people complained that they didn't have food. So God provided manna with each new morning, and they were so happy. How awesome that God would provide in such a miraculous way, but soon the manna became boring. Numbers 11, 5 through 6, oh, for some meat, they exclaimed. We remember the fish we used to eat for free in Egypt, and we had all the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic that we wanted. But now our appetites are gone, and all we ever see is manna. They wanted more. What was first a blessing had become a burden. And it all starts with complaining. I know nobody in here has ever complained. No. But it all starts with complaining. 
And complaining about where you are in your season can become your place of death. Complaining about where God has you in your season can become your place of death. How many of you know there is power, there is life in the words you speak? There is death and there is life in the power of the tongue. Complaining stems from a heart of distrust. See, we should guard against complaining about God's blessings. We should be showing gratitude to God for his blessings. We have to guard against complaining about God's blessings. And oftentimes, we don't even realize it because it's a trick of the devil. If he can burden you in your blessings, then you won't be grateful. If he can burden you in your everyday task of being a mother, if he can burden you in your everyday task of going to work and different things, then you won't be grateful. Always do your best to enjoy where God has you. Because God makes everything beautiful in its time, and he has picked you for this season in your life as a mom of a 21-year-old and an 18-year-old, and that don't even sound right. Like, I can't even believe it. As a mom of a 21-year-old and an 18-year-old, I know that many of you in here are much wiser and have walked more of this journey than I, but I know if there was one thing, one thing that I could say to a mother in a younger season than me, it would be that. Always do your very best to enjoy where God has you without complaining allowing your blessings to be at the forefront of your day, knowing that you're where you are for a reason, knowing that no matter what season you're in with your family, no matter what season you're in in your life, God's eye has not been taken off of you. He sees you, he hears you, and he loves you right in the very middle of the season that you're in. Always do your best to enjoy where God has you. I wish I had done better with that through the years. How? We rest in the fact that God has a plan, and I love this. When I got hold of this, it set me free because I had to realize that in my life, in the seasons of my life, that God has a plan, and I am not strong enough. I am not powerful enough to mess it up. I cannot mess up the plan that God has for my life. You might feel like a super mom with a plan, but God's plan is more powerful than your plan. God had a plan for your life. God had a plan for your child's life upon conception in the womb. I'm sorry that the world doesn't believe that. How sad. God had a plan for the life of your child at conception in the womb. Psalms 139, 13 through 14. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know that full well. See, you don't have to prove anything to anybody. God created you. He chose you for this season and he handpicked the child that you have. Have you ever thought about that? That God not only wrote out the plan for your life, but he handpicked the child that you have. So every day choose joy. Every day choose confidence, knowing that God holds you in his hands. And not one detail of your life, not one detail of your child's life has escaped his eye. Church, let's let our blessings be blessings. Amen? Let's let our blessings be blessings and not be burdened down with the demands of this world. Number two, adorn yourself with wisdom. 
This is so important, not only in, in being a mother, but also in the journey of this life to adorn ourselves with wisdom. Not the latest mom fad, not just the words and advice of others, but ask God for wisdom for your situation. The word says that if we ask God for wisdom, he freely gives. James 1, 5, and 6, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Hey, catch this. Knowledge is not the same as wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. Wisdom comes from the Word of God. Knowledge is not the same as wisdom. See, you can have all the facts and still not be able to act wisely. And seeking wisdom is not a one-time thing. Seeking wisdom is going to God time and time again and saying, Lord, I want to trust you with all of my heart, even when I don't understand. See, we've got to ask without doubting. We've got to ask God for wisdom. And the Word says that he will generously give without reproach. Praise God. That means when I ask him for wisdom, he's not going to tease me. He's not going to put me down. He's not going to point out my faults and failures. The word says that he gives it without reproach. That means that he's going to help me, and he's never going to point out my mistake. He's never going to make fun of me or make me feel underqualified. He just gives me the wisdom that I ask him for. We are to ask without doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. See, we're all going to have problems in our families. We're all going to have problems in our lives. And the question is, how are we going to deal with those problems? How are we going to deal with the issues that come up in our families? It says to ask for wisdom with faith and not doubt. Ask. And when you know what the Word of God has said, when you hear from the Lord and you have wisdom, do it. But here's where our plan comes in. Well, that's not what I want to do. Am I the only one? Like, I'm like, Lord, I need wisdom, and I'm asking you, and I'm believing, and the Lord gives me a scripture, and the Lord gives me word, and the Lord tells me what I need to do, and here comes mother's plan. Well, that's not what I want to do. See, I don't want to discipline my child. I didn't want to get up at 8 a.m. and have my babies in the house of God so that the Holy Spirit can do a work in their life. Amen? I didn't want to take a few extra minutes in addition to homework to teach them a Bible verse because I am really tired. But God says that when we ask him for wisdom, we are to believe in faith without doubting. And when he gives us the word for our families, when he gives us the word for our lives, we're to move out in faith. We are to adorn ourselves with wisdom, and then we're to pass that wisdom on to our children. When we have wisdom, we know how to act under circumstances. When we have wisdom, we have wise counsel from God. When we have, uh, when we have wisdom from God, then we know that when the questions arise, God will give the answers. Today we believe, oh God, I believe you. Lord, I believe in what you've said to me. Lord, I'm going to trust you and I'm not going to waver. I'm going to move out in faith for my family. But then the devil comes in and And tomorrow we get up and we're just not sure if we believe.
Can I tell you, no matter what bombs the devil throws into your family, the Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Word of God does not change because something came into your family that you weren't counting on. The Word of God never changes. And the Word says that we're to get the wisdom, we're to get the Word, and we're to move out in faith, not doubting. Today we believe that God will answer, but tomorrow not so much. We turn it over to God, but then when the rubber meets the road, we really don't believe it. And that's when our plans come in. And you know what our plan is like? It's like God's standing there, and he's saying, trust me with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on what you see going on in your family. Trust me. But we're down there running around like a bull in a china shop with our own plan. Proverbs 3.13 says, Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. Sometimes the understanding is that everything won't always look worked out in the physical eye. But just knowing that this is just a season, and maybe it's not a beautiful season, season, but we're to trust God and know that the Word said, He makes all things beautiful. He makes everything beautiful. In its time. Proverbs 3.15, those who trust their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. How many of you have ever found in your life that God will always give you a word to hold on to? God will always give you a word to hold on to. It's like a message for your season. It's like a song in the night. Don't you love the peace of God that comes when you get your message for your season and you get your song in the night? I love songs like, I will raise a hallelujah. That is my anthem right now. That is my song right now for my season. There's also been times that I have had to sing out, what a friend I have in Jesus. What a friend I have in Jesus. No other friend like him. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. Maybe you've had words for your season. Maybe you've had songs in the night for your seasons. And you know what? I was thinking about those songs in the night that the Lord gives, and it's just like a mama with her baby. Mamas love to sing songs to their babies, don't they? Don't you just, when your babies were little or if your babies are small, now you love to sing songs to your babies. We sing songs like, Jesus loves me. Isn't that a good one? And then we sing really scary songs like, um, Rockabye Baby. I'm like, I was trying to think of songs, and I was, oh, that scared me to death. Rock about baby in the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. The bow breaks, and the cradle's going to fall, and down will come the cradle and the baby, and oh, my goodness. And then we wonder why our child didn't sleep. Woo. I was like, no, that is not my song for the season. Do not sing that to your child. But we all have. Words from the Lord in our season, and we have songs in the night, and mamas love to sing to their babies. Oh, let me embarrass Hannah. Where's Hannah? Is she here? Honey, what's our song? You are my sunshine. (sighs) Yes, that was our song. And mothers love to sing songs with their little ones. And part of adorning yourself with wisdom is knowing the truth of what God says. How many of you know you cannot stand on something that you don't know? You cannot share with another generation of people something that you don't know. 
That's why it's so important, Mama. That's why it's so important, families, that we actually open up the Word of God and take time to stand on the promises of God. Maybe that needs to be your song for this season, standing on the promises of God, meaning that you know them and you can declare them over your families. Because there are different seasons in life. And many mothers go through seasons of the terrible twos. Many mothers go through seasons where they drop their kids off at school in different times. And boy, are they tear jerkers. I, I cried when I dropped my babies off at kindergarten. But I want to tell you a really hard season. Because you don't just cry during this season. You ugly cry. When your babies get to the point that you have to release them out into the adulting season. And you have to stand on what you've instilled in them. And you have to stand on what you've taught them. And you see them go out and be that 21-year-old. And you see them go out and be that 18-year-old. And you said, God, in this moment, I'm going to trust in you. I might not understand everything, but I'm going to stand on your word. And I know that what I have instilled in them will see it to the end of their lives. As you instill in them the truths of God's Word and the promises of God's Word. You have to let them make mistakes and learn that life is a challenge, but life is a beautiful gift at the same time. Psalms 42, 8, but each day the Lord pours His unfailing love upon me, and through each night, through each night, I sing His songs Praying to God who gives me life. Adorn yourself with wisdom and declare it over yourself and declare it over your family. Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 8. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. With all your strength. That means you're not going to get it right every day in your life. But you give it all you've got. You give it all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently. Say that word with me. Diligently. The Lord put it there. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. I was studying about this, and I want to read you this. It says, the Orthodox Jews, hundreds if not thousands of years ago, took this verse literally, and they came up with actual physical ways to comply with this command. They wrote down the words of Jesus on pieces of parchment, inserted them in little boxes, attached to bands, and they literally tied them on their hands and tied them on their foreheads. Now, that's certainly not what Jesus is saying to us today in this verse, but he is saying that it is of utmost importance that we keep his word at the forefront of everything, at the forefront of everything we do, at the forefront of everything we think. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates when you come and when you go. And I was thinking about that today and the importance of God's word. How many of you know that in our world today, there are billboards everywhere? There are billboards as you drive down 
on the road. There are billboards on the TV, on social media. Everywhere we turn, there are billboards, even magazines, everywhere you look. And these billboards are put there with the point of sending messages to this generation of people and to the generation to come. Parents, wisdom makes you aware that raising the next generation of warriors, God wants you to put his word and his truth at the forefront. Can we make some billboards of our own today? Can we make some billboards of our of our own today in the churches and in our homes that says, Lord, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That says, as for me and my house, we will stand on the promises of God. And they will be at the forefront of everything we do. I don't know about you, but I don't want to stand by and let the billboards of this world send messages to my children. I want to make sure that I am diligently instilling in them what God has said to instill in them. When we do this, no devil in hell can destroy what God has given you. Every season might not be beautiful, but no devil in hell can rip away what blessings God has given you. Amen? Number three, you are chosen for this journey, not condemned to the task. Hallelujah. You are chosen for the journey that is ahead of you. You are not condemned to the task. Romans 8.1, and I think I shared this when I preached a couple weeks ago, but I want to share some things from this verse again today because I believe it is one of the most important things we can hear because the devil is running rampant, condemning Christians of their walk with the Lord. They are, he's condemning mothers, he can, he's condemning fathers, he's condemning families. But Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mother, if you are in Christ Jesus, you have no condemnation. There is only one thing beating you up today, and that is you. God created you, he handpicked you, he chose you, and he is not condemning you. I want to set some mamas free in the house today. You ready? You are not condemned by a messy house. You are not condemned by the mistake you made again. You are not condemned caring for a child with special needs. You are not condemned by another perfect parenting moment on Facebook. You are not condemned by your inability to cook. <laughs> Praise. We were in the store the other day. What did it say, babe? What did it say? Um, oh, the little thing said, let's stay home and cook. And I held it up and I showed it to my husband. I was said, said no one ever. <laughs> you're not condemned if you're a single parent. You are not condemned because your body has changed. You are not condemned because some days you feel the tears of seeming insanity. You don't have to throw the perfect birthday party, buy all the whole foods, and it's okay if you just realize that you have mac and cheese on your shirt right now. Or suckers. Suckers used to get stick to mine. You're an imperfect mom with an imperfect child, living in an imperfect world, but we serve a perfect God. Amen. Amen. A lot of times the reactions of parents to their children when they're not acting correctly, I hear them say, where did I go wrong? Can I remind you that you were born into sin? 
And when your child was born, they were born into sin. And as parents, we are to adorn ourselves with wisdom from God and be diligent to teach them the way of the Lord. Understanding that wrong does not have to be taught, but the godly way in our families must be sought after. It must be desired. It must be sought after. And the word of the Lord says, seek me with all of your heart and you'll find me. And you know what? When you seek him in your families, you're going to find him in the midst of your chaos. Just as God had a plan for you in your mother's womb, the devil has a plan to destroy that plan for you and for your children. But I believe today there is a generation of people that say, no, devil, it stops here. I'm going to stand up for my family. I'm going to stand up for my children. I'm not going to waver like the sea tossed to and fro, but I'm going to form billboards of my own that send a message to a powerful generation that God is raising up. Moses' mother, Jochebed, experienced this. When her son Moses was born, the Hebrews were slaves in Egypt. Pharaoh, the king, was afraid of them because he thought they might take over his country. So he ordered that, every, uh, he ordered that all Hebrew baby boys be killed at birth. Moses was born, and his mother had a plan. But it was certainly not a plan of her own. She tried to hide her son in her home, but knowing that she could only make that work for a little while, she hid him in a basket by the side of the Nile River. Moses' mother was vital in the preservation of his life. Mama, do you know that you're making a difference every day with the decisions you make over your family? Moses' mother was vital in the preservation of his life. This action she took was faith-filled and courageous, and her action coincided with her faith and trust in God. Her decision to put that child in the water was total affirmation of her confidence in what God has said. Now let me say, do not come to me after church and tell me that God told you to put your baby in the river. Because I'm going to be like, mm -mm, he has not told you that. But in her season... It was what God wanted her to do. In her season, in the day she lived in, it was what she needed to do to speak life over her child. Her decision to put that child in the water was affirmation that she believed in God and that it was confirmation of what God said to her. And here is what God wants us to know from this today. When we know and we believe that we serve a perfect God, then we know that no matter what the season looks like, God's plan is perfect. When we know whom we have believed in, it gives us the courage to put our most valued possessions in His care. Do you catch that this morning? When we know whom we have believed in, it gives us courage to put our most valued possessions in his care, our families. Jochebed, Moses' mother, not only saved her son, but she saved a nation, and God used Moses mightily. The choices we make in our family, 
The choices we make in our home not only impact our home, not only impact our children, but they impact generations to come. Psalms 145.4, one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Do you know because of the decisions of my family that was made, I stand up here and declare that faith to you. And I go in my home and I declare that faith over my children. The faithfulness of God through generations and generations and generations to come. It makes a difference in your home. It makes a difference in your life. I want to close with this quote from Ruth Graham. Oh, how many mistakes I made with the children because I was fretting, concerned to the point of worry. And it always prompts me to unwise decisions. Many including my attitude and my tone of voice. But a mother who walks with God knows he only asks her to take care of the possible and to trust him with all the impossible. Therefore, she does not have to fret because our hope is in God alone. Your hope is in God in the middle of your chaos. Your hope is in God in the middle of the back talk. Your hope is in God in the middle of that struggling job for your family. Your hope is in God when you feel like your season is awful and there's absolutely no hope and you don't even know where your hope is and you don't even know where your faith is. I want to remind you today, put it all back in God because He will never fail you through any season, through any time. Hope in the Word of God. Hope in God alone. You are imperfect. You have imperfect children, and we all live in an imperfect world. But in the midst of all that, Lord, we trust you. God, we trust you with our families. God, we trust you with our lives. God, we trust you with our issues, our problems, and our circumstances. And no matter how many times this world whispers to us that it'll never happen, no matter how many times this world whispers to us that it'll never come to be, God says, come to me and trust me with all of your heart, all of your mind, and all of your soul. Hope whispers, get up and believe for it one more time. Get up and believe for your family and your situation one more time. Because hope never fails. Psalms 127.3, children are a gift from the Lord. I think I got a picture for that one. No. My beautiful gift from the Lord. Beautiful gift from the Lord. You have blessings from the Lord as well. I don't know if it's children. I don't know what your season or your life looks like. I don't know what you're walking through. I want to tell you, though, that God has you in your season for a reason. And that's not cliche. It's for real. And God says that he will make everything beautiful in its time. So hold on to God through every season and count your blessings. Name them one by one. Glory to God for all he has done. When we get to the end of this thing, when we get to the end of this life, no matter your season, no matter what you face, no matter what you're walking through, I'm going to tell you, God is not going to ask you if you got everything right. 
He's not going to ask you, were you the perfect mother? He's not going to ask you, were you the perfect father? He's not going to ask you, were you perfect in your individual journey of life? You know what God calls us to? Faithfulness. Faithfulness to the seasons of life that he puts in front of us. Faithfulness to stand on his promises. Faithfulness to walk it out. Faithfulness to call on his name above every other name that we would be faithful, faithful keepers of whatever He entrusts to you, faithful keepers of whatever the gifts are that He gives you, faithful to trust Him in every season of our lives, faithful to hide His words in our heart and then pass that truth on and pass that wisdom on to next generations that will come behind us. Stand with me today. Happy Mother's Day. God is so faithful. And today, whatever season, whatever season you're walking through, know that God sees you. Know that you are to adorn yourself with wisdom. And know that God doesn't expect you to be perfect, but He only calls us to faithfulness. It doesn't matter, mother or not, if there's a woman standing near you, I want us to gather around. Take the hand of your wife, if you're the mothers. Just take the hand of someone. Put your hands on the, the uh, to pray for the women around you. Let's just get in little places and be, where we're going to pray. We're going to pray over the mothers. We're going to pray over the women. We're going to pray over families as we close out our service today. Whoever you're praying for, whoever's hand you're holding, you may have no idea the season that they're in. You, have, you may have no idea what they're walking through, what they're facing. You might have no idea what a failure they feel like today. But I believe today that God's going to encourage some people in the house. Let me hear you pray as we lift this up. Pray for the person that you're holding hands with. Pray for the person that you're laying your hands on. And let's lift it up to God. The devil's a lie. The devil's a lie. He's not taking families. He's not taking us down. Lord, today we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, today I just pray over every person in this room. God, I especially lift up the women. I lift up the mothers in this room. Lord, what the seasons that are represented in this place today, only your eye can see. Only your eye knows what people are walking through. Only your eye knows what they're facing, what their seasons look like, what their battles look like, how much of a failure the devil has convinced them to believe they are. But today, Lord, I pray that you'd raise up a standard in this place, God. I pray blessings over these families, God. I pray increase over these families, increase in the Holy Spirit, increase in the things of God, Lord, that we would speak life over our families. Lord, I pray for every child that is unsaved saved that is represented in this room. God, I pray that this will be the time, this will be the year that they come back to you. Lord, your word says to train up a child in the way you should go and he will not depart from it. It may look to us in the naked eye like they're departing from it, but it's planted deep in their heart because the word of God never returns void. God, I just pray for miracles in families, in jobs, in homes. Oh, God, I pray that the bonds in these homes would grow stronger. God, that they would grow deeper in the things of God. 
Lord, let there be life in our tongue. Let there be life in our home as we declare your promises, God. Lord, every season is not beautiful. And I know there's probably some people here today walking through seasons that aren't beautiful. But we're holding on to you, God, because you said that you make all things good. You said that you make every season beautiful in its time. And Lord, today we do trust you. Oh God, we want to trust you. We trust you above what our physical eye can see. We trust you above the bad report. Even when we don't understand, God, we trust you and we don't waver in your word. Lord, I just declare freedom right now over a spirit that comes against people to condemn them. Lord, I just pray deliverance from that today in your house. We are not condemned. We are chosen. We are loved. We are set free. We are free indeed. God, I release that in this place today, Lord, that you don't ask us to be perfect. You ask us to be faithful with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. And God, today we trust you with that. We trust you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this beautiful Mother's Day. And Lord, I pray for anyone in the house today that's hurting. Thank you that you are a God that binds up all the wounds and heals every broken heart. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you just take like the next few minutes and just begin to focus on your blessings? Whatever your blessings are today, whatever the Lord lays on your heart right now, the blessings that God has given you, would you just begin to give Him a shout of praise and thank Him and give Him gratitude and glory for the blessings in your life? Oh, we thank you, God. Oh, we thank you, God. Thank you for our blessings that we don't even deserve, God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.